You are listening to the Gibby 5 Podcast, episode 155, side A. Sans Jimmy. Give me five podcast. We're kind of entertaining, but not okay. nearly as entertaining as all of the stuff we talk about, which could or be baseball. pop culture, could be uh, <laughs> entertainment stuff, movies and music and books and uh, what else? Florida, right? What else we got? We got video game stuff. We do. Uh, you know, whatever else we decided to do. My name is Balthazar Getty. And I am joined by Tempest Bledsoe. Hello, Balthazar. That's just a fun name to say. Yeah. Going with You uh, should have named your kid Balthazar. That'd been nice. I was going with uh, 80s stars that we haven't heard from in a while. You're the, the middle daughter. The, yeah, the middle daughter on the Cosby show. No, she was... She was well, yeah, I guess she was. Because there was Rudy was the youngest, and there was the one that came back from college. So, was Son- Sonia? Sophia? So... Whatever. Anyway. Sandra. Sandra. There we go. That was close. Was it Sandra? I think so. This week, we're going to uh, talk about the Oculus Quest 2. I'm going mm. to give some reviews of that. I think Rob wants to hear that. I'm going to chat a little bit about Vampires vs. the Bronx, which I'm pretty sure you haven't watched, but I did. I actually did just watch it. Huh. I'm intrigued. I, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. But, well... And the Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting, that is, that's going to be an interesting review because it, we are, we have been fans of the books. We are friends with the author of the book and uh, we are hoping to get him on the show soon. But this is a Netflix exclusive and got a chance to watch it. And we're going to get the review going this episode. So that's what we got for you. So like Greg said, this is in fact... A review show. So we're probably going to have some spoilers. Like always, we'll try to avoid major twists. No guarantees. So if we are talking about something that you haven't seen, read, or listened to yet, you may want to come back later, fast forward, whatever, bookmark it, come back, find out what we have to say about it, but don't say we didn't warn you. And, And if we do spoil something and it gets you angry, flaming bag of dog poop on Jimmy's porch. Jimmy's porch. Absolutely. Yeah. I do it weekly. So he, he's used to it. It's okay. I said you dog drop poop, it off. Rob. Dog poop. Oh, oh. Well, sometimes there's dog poop mixed in. Okay. So, as usual. <laughs> Set up a little turd bonfire. <laughs> <laughs> Carefully arrange it like some kind of psycho mental patient, you know, out there <laughs> on his front porch playing with poop. God. These uh, are the things that I think about. <laughs> We're going to start off with some news. Any news? Do you have any? No? I do. I thought I did, but now I don't remember it. Okay, well, I'll tell you some of my news. You tell me your news. Maybe I'll remember my news. Um, Inexplicably, I actually enjoy the Fast and Furious movies uh, for what they are. 
I'm not going to lie. Some of them are good. Some of them, not so much. Not so much. But the, I, I have enjoyed some of them. I None did of them enjoy the rock one. None of them are realistic. But if I, I kind of go into them expecting, like, I think of them as kind of a, a less classy Bond movie. You know, like, where you have to understand that they're literally everything that they do would get them killed. It's a bang, bang, boom, boom movie. Yeah, and it's weird that I own them. It's weird that I've seen them all because when the first one came out, I I hated the idea. I was completely convinced because I had just gotten out of college and I was completely convinced that everyone was going to be getting like deciding to go street racing and like killing people. And of course, it did sort of happen, but not to the extent. But you were anticipating. Yeah. So I was cool. I mean, where else can you watch The Rock pull down a helicopter from a from a chain of vehicles and not get torn in half? Well, I mean, he does that to work out. You could just go to well, my, yeah, you just go I mean, to Miami and see that. That's a Tuesday yeah, for The Rock. Yeah, but anyway, they announced today, uh, and I got this via io9, the website. Uh, of course, uh, Fast and Furious F9 is coming out in 2021, and there will be two more films closing out the franchise. So F10 and F11, directed by Justin Lin, who did F9 and did, I believe, the third one, which was the good one. That was Tokyo Drift, I believe. Was Tokyo Drift the good one? I thought so. Really? I mean, the first one was, I thought, probably the best one, but... Uh, they kind of... I like Tokyo Drift the best. You were about to say they all ran together, weren't you? Well, they do. They do, except for Tokyo Drift. I, ve- I, I gotta go figure... Like, if someone was like, oh, this is the one with the Hummer... Huh. And this is the one with that, and this is the one that I'd figure it out. But it doesn't really matter, because 10 and 11, the last two, uh, they are going to close out the whole series. Now, of course, there's other break-off series. And they're going to go to space. That's apparently an F9. Are you you kidding? No. Uh, (laughs) Michelle Rodriguez let it slip. Michelle Rodriguez let it slip in like an incredulous oh. interview. She's like, you know, these fuckers want to have us go to space. So that's likely going to happen. I'm guessing it's going to be like something with like one of those like low altitude gravity jets or something. Like SpaceX rockets or some shit. Yeah. Because the only way to get across the moon is with a Mustang. <laughs> Fast and Furious 22. Dom and the Rock go to White Castle. Ooh. Yeah, I'm in on that one. But anyway, most of the stars, of course, will be there if they are alive. And um, oh, no, I didn't mean ouch, it. I didn't bro. mean it like that. Ouch. I meant alive the characters. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Too soon, man. Oi, I'm gonna get angry emails. I didn't mean it that way, but the characters. What a uh, dick. Yeah. Anyway, the it's the. 10 and 11 are going to be like a they they quoted uh, Avengers and uh, Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame where it's two one giant story split up into two parts. We will see what happens there. Did you remember the news? Or I did not. You didn't. I I haven't been focused on much. Well then, I've got one la- last little bit. G- give me g- give me your little bit. Well, so later on, I'm going to talk about the Oculus Quest 2, which I mm-hmm. did get, of course. But as I was looking up news today, I did find that one of the next Oculus Quest uh, featured games is going to be Tales from Galaxy's Edge. 
Ooh, which you know, first is time. that going to be on on both the regular Oculus, 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 and the and the Oculus Quest? Uh, yes, it it will be Oculus centric first, and then it will eventually move to the PlayStation Virtual and stuff like that. Just like so, it is a um, it is I am ILM X Lab who did Vader Immortal, which I did play the first chapter of, which is awesome. How was that? Because I've looked at it, it, it looked like it was kind of yeah, gimmicky, I guess. Uh, let's, we'll talk about that in a second. Let me finish up here. Okay. Uh, it, it's, I very much liked I very much liked it. But we'll get to that. Um, basically, you do get to go hang out at Galaxy's Edge. I saw some screenshots from it. Um mm-hmm. And it looked like Galaxy's Edge, of course, with a lot more life and things wandering around. Uh, you basically uh, go to Batu because you're being chased by the Guavian Death Gang, and you are a cargo hauler. And basically, you do a lot of tasks. Like you have to, it allows you to use the virtual reality, like fixing things and doing stuff. At one point, you you have to grab this object and move it over here, stuff like that. But it's kind of neat. I don't know. I think it's fun. You have to like rewire things and fix hyperdrives and do stuff like that. Uh, at one point in the in the trailer, he opens up a like a power box on the side of a wall and a porg flies out of it that was messing around with the wires. Which was awesome. Uh, how the hell did the porg get in there? I don't know. Someone stuffed a porg in a in a wire. We might talk about that later tonight too. How you stuck a stick a porg in something? No, with our gimme five. Ah ooh, teaser for Monday. But yeah, it just um, it's interesting because it, the one thing it does do is apparently you you do something that allows you to kind of see stuff that happened in the past, which allows you to see outside of the border of the park. Like you get to go to the mountains that you really can't get to because it's a theme park and the mountains aren't real, you know. So you get to go out right. there and you get to um, actually train as a Padawan with Yoda. Um, the lightsaber Ooh. stuff in the quest is actually really, really satisfying. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Now, you mentioned uh, Vader Immortal, just as a... Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it's sold chapters. I've done the first chapter. Uh, I think it's really interesting. It's not a game, though. They're not allowed to call it a game. So that? Because EA has the rights... Fuck EA. Uh, has the rights oh, to... EA every Star Wars game. So it's an interactive adventure. Now I'm not entirely sure, like definition wise, I think one of the things that might be that definition there is like, if you can die, cause you can't in this. And trust me, if you could, I would have, <laughs> hmm. because there's, you know, there's a couple times where like you mess up. You're like, what, what's happening? Why is the screen going red? And you realize you're like, you had turned around the wrong way and there's people behind you kind of thing. Um, so it's interesting. It's, there's a lot of like, you know, that, that, uh, that little tool that they use to like, um, it looks like a socket wrench, but it goes into the little like holes all over the place. Like the things that R2D2 attaches to like the data ports, there's like that one tool that like can break it open. Like you get one of those and you can like use it to hack stuff. Um, you can knock lock your ship into hyperdrive um, you can pick, you know, obviously pick stuff up. You can mess with things. Uh, you do get a lightsaber and can battle with the lightsaber. But like, at one point on the ship, you can, there's a bowcaster hanging up, and you pick it up mm-hmm. like from the wall, and you can like hear it come off the metal, and you're like, you can look at it, and it's like it's flawless. Like it looks like it's in your hand, 
when you're holding a freaking Chewbacca looking bowcaster and a bunch of stormtroopers come in, you want to blast them. So it's a little frustrating that you can't. Because mm. it, it's like it doesn't work because it's not supposed to be a game. So you can the way you have to battle things, there's no like you don't get to like blast away. You get to, you can ricochet uh light uh lightsaber or blaster bolts with your lightsaber, stuff like that. It's it is very like the the first chapter I think was about forty five minutes, maybe thirty minutes. And it's very interactive, it's very fun and it's it's cool. It's not quite as cool as the VR thing we did at Disney. But okay. but it's like one step below. Uh, after- I gotta say that that unless Disney can get can get out of that EA exclusive contract, I think they're really going to be hindered on the type of games that can get produced. Yeah, because because EA I think is more interested in the the PvP. Well, the PvP as well as the the loot box mm-hmm. model, where they can sell you microtransactions and shit like that. You're not going to get a solid, a solid game like what we we consider a game mm-hmm. from EA. You're gonna get you're gonna get a cash cow, a money grab, a a nickel and dime type game from EA. Well, the Squadrons game that just came out, there's it's not one of those. Thankfully, I think they kind of mm-hmm. sort of learned their lesson with Battlefront. I, oddly enough, I was walking uh, last Saturday. I was walking back from a birthday party in my neighborhood. And I walked by a garage sale and someone was selling Battlefront for the PS4. Really? <laughs> yeah. I just kind of, I laughed and thought about it. Like 50 cents? I didn't even stop because, you know, I wasn't going to interact with people. That would involve you know, talking to people. I don't want to do that. You? Yeah. Why would you do that? Exactly. So, um, Terrible. anyway, we'll talk about the, the, the Oculus momentarily. But mm-hmm. that was uh, just a little bit of news I thought was kind of cool. Now... What we normally do now is is some Florida. And did you? Are we doing two today? Did you have one? Oh, I got one, and you put one up on the chat room. So I figured maybe we can do two. We'll we'll bust out two since okay. Jimmy's not here. Yeah, screw Jimmy, little bastard. Maybe one of our Florida stories is about Jimmy, and that's why he's not here. Ooh, I bet that's what happened. Yeah. You want to go first? I just talked a lot, so are you? Uh, would you be All prepared? Right. Uh, let me just let me just bring it up because I got it right here. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for our weekly segment, WTF, better known as Welcome to Florida. There you go. Today's story features a couple of crooks right here in Orlando. Woo-hoo. Or actually Marion County, but it was the it was the, uh, I guess, the the sheriff's office that was giving the press conference. Florida deputies say that they've arrested this week's dumbest criminals after the duo broke into convenience stores, leaving behind multiple items. What? Let, let me stop right here. What do you think would be one of the things that you would not want to leave at the scene of a crime? Well... Definitely driver's license. Including and I, I did see the story, but that is pretty much the big one you don't want to leave. A wallet with the ID of one of the suspects. Good job, boys. The Marion County Sheriff's Office said 
uh, what do we got? Robert Hobby and Marcus Reeves, uh, 41 and 23 years old, respectively. They they had 14 total charges, uh, grand theft, burglary. They broke into a number of convenience stores. Uh, but yeah, they <laughs> they broke in, were filmed on camera, standing around smoking cigarettes inside the stores. And they left behind one. They must have been drunk because somebody left behind a shoe. They left behind some. You know, tools. it's bad when someone leaves behind a shoe. Yeah, and one dude even left his wallet with his ID in it. It's like, I've really. There's so many questions. I'm not too far off. I mean, 41 was just a couple years ago for us, and like, I don't see any reason why we would be going out on capers with a 21 year old or 23 year old or whatever he was. Yeah. And and the the best part is is when they knocked on the door to question him, he just confessed. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> God. Oh, Have you ever? And then both God. of them were arrested. I didn't ask this question, but like, I, whenever I see these type of stories, I'm like, who in my life, like in my past life, do I know that's that dumb? And like, there's, I guess, there's been a few people I've crossed paths with, but. I guess I was just lucky. Or it could be because we grew up in a fairly decent area. Mm-hmm. But like every, you know, I don't know. It's just how people get that far in their life and not step into traffic. <laughs> <laughs> when they do stupid no shit like joke. that. Uh, but uh, Rob, what uh, what's your yes, uh, favorite hobby? Um, mutilating hobos. Why? No, no, the other one. Well, I, I, you have a lot. So the, the you know where you stuff all the uh, Florida flying squirrels up into your butt. That one. Where you, you you like? No, 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 no. That's Jimmy. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Well, you might want to stop because I did not know this, but flying squirrels are actually a protected species. Are they now? Yeah, and the reason I know this is because there were two uh, people which somebody didn't get their name. Actually, there was a lot more than two people, but uh, six people uh, who were arrested for trapping uh, Florida flying squirrels in central Florida, driving them to Chicago and then shipping them to South Korea. Now, a couple things. First of all, reading the story, I did not know there was such a thing as a Florida flying squirrel. Did you? I, I, I did not, but that seems like a long drive to then mail them. Why why did they drive to Chicago to mail well, them? Well, because for every batch of flying squirrels, they made $213,000. But they specifically had to be mailed from Chicago. Well, that's because the dealer was up there. Oh, so they weren't mailing them. They were delivering, or delivering so a dealer them in dealer Chicago was, was paying them $213,000. The dealer then made over $1 million selling them to people in South Korea. Uh, this mm. is, of course, very illegal because they are a protected species, so protected that I've lived in Florida for how many years? And I, since I was 11, so 33 years, mm-hmm. I've never seen one. Never even knew they were and here. I'm a native, and I've never I, I've yeah. never heard of it. Now I want one, of course. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, let's, let's go trap some flying squirrels. Right? Um, so, yeah, they, they did that. They... Um, some of the weird sto- parts of the story, they were they were uh, renting cars to do it, I guess, to cover themselves. Although when you rent a car, you have to give your information. So I don't get that. 
your ID, your yeah, you, you have your to leave a shoe. You have, information. you have to leave a shoe. You have to leave a shoe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, basically, it totals up seven people charged face a total of twenty five felonies, including racketeering, money laundering, and scheming to defraud. Uh, six of these suspects have been arrested, and the seventh remains a fugitive. I st- whenever I see that seventh remains a fugitive, I picture some dude like in a cabin, like "You'll never take me alive, coppers!" I'm like, dude, you stole some squirrels. Shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. Give it up. So I'm curious, how did they catch him? Uh, there actually what, was. Uh, was it like this big government sting where they had like a bunch of coppers waiting at the uh, delivery point, or did was <sighs> the, was the office bugged? I'm checking. I, I do remember that. I just don't want to. I don't want to misrepresent myself. Oh, they're fucking. Did they did they follow the the toll road cameras? Um, the FWC became aware of the activity after receiving a complaint detailing that they someone saw them illegally trapping the flying squirrels in Marion County. Oh, go Marion! Yeah, they're cute as shit. Holy cow! There's a picture on here, but anyway, um. Hopefully the, the squirrels are okay because the the buyers in Asia were likely purchasing them as pets, not as dinner. So that's a good thing. So that's that's where we're at. Flying squirrels, a thing. Now I need to see one. Making it happen. Going to Chicago. Yep. Uh, now to now that Rob and I have a new hobby and that is collecting flying squirrels, uh, we need money to buy said flying squirrels. We do. Or flying squirrel traps and also bail money for Jimmy to bail us out of prison to yes after we get caught trapping squirrels. So uh one way you can support the show and support our flying squirrel habit <laughs> is <laughs> by signing up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash gimme five podcast. Five dollars. Just five dollars. You get invited to our Discord chat. Uh currently on the Discord chat, they're talking about bikinis. Are they? They were. But someone was saying, uh, someone said they were getting their bikini body ready. So there we go. Was that Jubles? Probably. But that's what that's the stuff that you guys can can be part of. And we talk about movies, talk about all the fun stuff that we talk about on here, only a lot more crass, which is hard to say. But anyway, $5, you get invited to that. You get to know what movie we're going to review each week. You get to access uh, our top five list so you can answer it yourself. There's a bunch of other cool things. There are higher ranges in... On our Patreon, you can check it out. Some of those rage, those uh, higher ranges allow you to see the show notes, curate episodes, join us whenever is possible. All of that stuff could be yours. Just check out patreon.com slash gimme5podcast. Thank you in advance. Thank you. So, so what do we want to talk about here? Um... Why don't we go ahead and start with Vampires versus the Bronx, since that was the most recent thing that I watched. We'll we'll end with with monsters and baby, yeah, babysitters guide. Babysitters guide to monster hunting. That works. So, uh, Vampires versus the Bronx. Uh that was released early October. Uh, that would be mm-hmm. October second. Directed by Osmani Rodriguez, starring Jaden Michael, Gerald Jones, Gregory Diaz, Sarah Gadon. Or Gaydon, Gaydon, Godden, whatever. Uh, Method Man, Shea Wiggum, The Kid Marrow, and Zoe Saldana at one point, which I did not. Th- she drew Barrymore in. Yeah, it's true. Uh, a group of young friends from the Bronx to fight to save their neighborhood from gentrification and vampires. Uh, 
Every time I see that, I think old people. Gentrification? Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, ger- like you think geriatricification or whatever. Right. Not that that's a word, but yeah. No. So here's here's my, my initial thought. Uh, I wanted to watch this movie early October because I was I, – I wanted kind of a fun vampire-type film around that time. I, mm-hmm. I started it, and then I ended up, like, just getting involved in something else and then didn't. And then last night I decided to watch it again and went started from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I was getting – I got – caught up is because i thought because of the 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 description that i just read a group of a group of young friends fight to save from gentrification of vampires i was like the gentrification part didn't quite catch me right i wanted fun but when i watched it again i actually liked it quite a bit and i'm gentrification is just it's not really what we usually talk about it's just this it's a huge issue and it's a complex issue that has good sides and bad sides, depending on what you're talking about. So I don't know. So it's a, it's a very weird thing to tackle in a vampire movie. Um, but uh, what you, you made a sound when I, when I first said that I liked vampires versus the Bronx. I, the, the movie as a whole I, it was fun. It had a very, and you can correct me if you, if you disagree here, but it had a very lost boys feel to it. No, that's actually, I thought that too. Especially, especially the scene where they staked the vampire in the, in the, like the city hall or yeah. whatever, where they were hanging from the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, so it had a very lost boys feel to it. It towards the end, it got a little weak with the the showdown scene it it got a little ridiculous um a little less believable there there were a couple of scenes that didn't make sense to me like the the vampires attacking the thugs that they had hired and i was like they're working for you what are you doing oh yeah what that 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 scene literally made zero sense mm-hmm. because they had just paid those guys off to quote unquote ruin the neighborhood to rob a bunch of places and right to to make some noise ruin the neighborhood and then here they are not even not even ten minutes later in the movie killing them off I'm like now see that that makes no sense that that was that was poor planning that was poor writing mm-hmm. I think I think they were just looking for and. I'll get into that in a little bit um, because that might not, what I have to say might not actually make it into the episode, but um, yeah, I thought that was poor planning. The, the end, the end fight scene between the main vampire and the, the people, if you will, got a little cheesy. It got a little like, I, for lack of a better term, telegraphed. Like the vampire was perfectly capable of doing whatever it was she wanted. And yet they had this mechanic where <laughs> at the end he yells, Hey, cause he, for some reason went and got his bike. And then he like rides his bike from like a football field away at her. And she's like, Oh, 
well, I better stop what I'm doing and prepare for him to come at me. And then she still dies. I'm like, are you, are you kidding? Mm-hmm. What the fuck just happened? This is stupid. So the, there, there was a little bit of poor planning with the fight scenes. It was badly choreographed. It was badly set up. But all in all, I thought the movie was was enjoyable. It had a nice premise to it. It did have a very much Lost Boys feel to it. So for the most part, I enjoyed it. Yeah, you touched on a couple things. One thing that, that occasionally will get me in a movie is they'll have this, this ancient terror that mm-hmm. has been around forever, has defeated everything, and kind of gets stronger as as it learns more and all that stuff. Right. Yet is able to be defeated by some kids. And you're always when I'm watching that, I'm always thinking like, how did this person not die in the Crusades or in the, what you know, yeah. like fighting against actual soldiers if they were if everything was that like overly if they were that dumb about stuff? And I get it's comedy, I get it's a horror movie, I get that that was kind of not the point, but like, and the kid basically just rode his bike directly into her, yeah. But, and I was like, but even that because I, he 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 put he put the he put the stake on the front of his bike and then just rode his bike directly into yeah. her. And I'm like, the, what the just broken happened? Bat. But like, even, you know, like, okay, imagine you are part of some top secret organization that's trying to take over, regardless of what it is. You're not going mm-hmm. to call, you're not going to make your logo be Vlad the Impaler. Like it's Murnau F Enterprises was the name mm-hmm. of the company named ever after FW Murnau, who's, who didn't know Sfratu. The, the logo of the company is Vlad the Impaler. Like, yeah, but how many people actually know that? But it's just like, yeah, but you're gonna go, you're gonna go as far away from that as possible, you know, to do that. And I get that it, there's a little bit of satire there, a little bit of comedy, um, but there, I, I did like, I liked the Blade reference a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was fun. I thought mm-hmm. um, the gentrification thing. I was. It's funny because I know a lot of people from the Bronx that have actually complained about the gentrification of it. Um, and actually, in fact, I'll just I'll tell the story. It just one of the th- one of the reasons one of my friends left was he was he was working for a very low income school up there, mm-hmm. and got basically funding. Worked a lot on getting funding and grants to make a music program for the low income kids. Uh, the problem was it became too. Oh, that's right. You told this story. Yeah, I have to add. The problem was it became so good that the school started letting in people that weren't low income kids from other boroughs, pushing out the kids that the grants were for. But mm-hmm. the administration of the school is like, well, the parents are donating money, so that's where it's. It, what do you do? You know, like mm-hmm. you, I, I, you can see both sides there. Although you can understand the frustration. So the gentrification stuff, I was really like, because I wanted something light. I was like, okay, what are they going to do there? I thought the subtle versions of it, I liked. And mm-hmm. the one that I would say was subtle, like when they cut to the the shop and the guy is replacing one of the signs of the food he was selling. And it's like a croissant with melted cheese or something like that. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, okay, see, so like that, I get. Or like just the casual one, the, the, what, who eventually become is the vampire, which we know is like uh in there she's like i'll just take this hummus <laughs> like like i'll bring some scones yeah and i was like okay like that i get that's funny that's i thought that was funny um so around now, that point i was like okay we're i'm good right now the part that i had trouble with 
was the non the non hidden overt racism the the fact that all of the main characters in the movie are minorities all of the villains are white and at every turn when they're talking to the main characters we're going to eradicate you trash you this you that and just using all these derogatory terms and it's like okay guys i mean it it was it was very frustrating watching it for for me i mean i i see stuff like that but i see it i, I mean i see it both ways because if you were to if you were to reverse the roles and and have and have it reversed it, it would be it, yeah i mean it's i, well, I, I just I had didn't a, actually catch that um the, do you see what i'm talking about now that. That yeah, the where i thought i didn't catch it at all to be honest um but i thought but now that I, i've I, mentioned it do you recognize it yeah but but by the same token i also find the white people killing all the all the minorities to be to be harmful as well. And I'm like, that, that's not it. Yeah. I, I just like, like maybe one, one, uh, character on, on each side, you know, like a, because I don't, I think you were right. There wasn't any, there, there there were no characters that there were no, you should have been perceived as a vampire, but actually weren't, was not. Right there, there were or, no white the characters who were who were in the in the Bronx, and there were no minority characters who were vampires. Yeah. So it was like it, it's it's a very racially divisive movie in that respect. And if it's supposed and, to be, if if it's supposed to be an allegory for what gentrification is, it's there are one. It's not one race; it's the overall culture of an area. Like actually, I right. looked. Um, I looked up. So a process which a poor area experiences an influx of middle-class or wealthy people who renovate. It has nothing to do with the race. Race, right. Um, it has a, It's a poor area. So um, I think they maybe could have are, done that. Yeah, there, there are poor white people. There are poor people of every color. And there are middle-class people of every color. And there are rich people of every color. So, I mean, it, dividing it the way that they did, I... I had a I had a little bit of a problem with, and it was something that I noticed, especially when the villain characters were spouting all all of these lines that, in the absence of them actually being a vampire, would have been completely racist. Uh, I th- I, would you yeah, agree? Yeah. <laughs> just a just slight aside. I, they did look like rejects from like Matrix or Blade too, but yeah, yeah. No, I did. Th- I did think that. Um, like. I do think that now, um, but yeah, I you, do th- you can see that now that I've mentioned. No, I do it, think right? that. So as as we mentioned before, it is the debut feature. I think I don't know if I mentioned this, but from a Saturday Night Live director who does like some of the outside skits and things. Um, and it wasn't very long. I do think that yeah, like I said, two extra characters would have broken that up. Absolutely, absolutely. Just just having some diversity between the groups would have would have pretty much changed it especially yeah. 
especially if the lines were delivered by more than just, mm-hmm. you know, and it would still, it it wouldn't break the allegory either. Right. Correct. So, yeah. I can agree with that. Um, did I enjoy it? Yes. Would I watch another movie by the guy? Yeah. Um, but I would, I would hope that he would learn from some of the mistakes. Oh, the other thing I wanted to mention on this, that that's a little unrelated was I noticed, and you were talking about the end battle. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it was one of those movies that was very heavy on the vampire stuff towards the end. It was like a lot of movies kind of spread out the action a little bit. And this had a couple action pieces throughout mm-hmm. like the, in the infiltration of the, the thing. And, but I thought that, um, everything really kind of happened at the end. That was like the actual pure horror stuff. I did think the attack in the store was very well done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, you mean, you mean the head vampire attacking what was his name? Tony. Yeah. I thought that was great. And I thought the fact that everything was lit up by the red store signs was even better. It was a great, yes. it was just a, it was a very well shot th- scene. And I actually found myself, I was watching in bed and I found myself like sliding up the headboard. Cause I was like, Oh fuck. Cause like, I like that character. And then in the final scene, she dodges and assaults and, and beats down everybody. And then just stands there while the guy places the cross on her forehead. Yeah. Right. I was like, that was, I was like, now wait a minute. Had Method man play a priest. That was great. That was method man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you're looking for, if you've kind of tapped out your whole uh, Halloween watching already and you're looking for something, this is on Netflix. Uh, feel free to check it out. And uh, let us know what you think. I- I'm going to talk about uh, VR now. Ooh, and I talked good. about it briefly before, but um, I was not expecting this to show up until November is when it was supposed to show up. But got this box the other day, about a week ago. Wait, VR is vaginal rash, right? Yes. I got a box the other day. Ew. <laughs> Yuck. And this, and I was like, what the hell? Like, what is this? Because I had ordered a few th- boring stuff on Amazon Prime for Prime Day. But I was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, my Oculus Quest 2 came out. This uh, basically, uh, the Facebook, of course, owns Oculus. They did announce a new Quest about a few months ago. Uh, at the $299 range for the low-end one, a $399 for the higher-end one. Uh, we talked about it there. Just you know, a couple stats for you stat nerds. It's uh, 1832 by 1920 pixels per eye. has uh, 6 gigabytes of memory. And the high-end one has 256 gigabytes of storage. Uh, it is really easy to set up. You basically get it, attach it to your phone. Uh, one downside, you have to have an active Facebook page or Facebook thing for the login. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I try, it's... Who the hell uses Facebook anymore? Well, like, I, mean, I still have an active Facebook page, but I honestly only have it for the podcast. Uh, and, you know, send pictures of dogs to, like, people. But just, ran, just random people. Just here, have a picture of a dog. <laughs> now, uh, it's a dog picture, yay! So, like, when it... And because I'm teetering on that, that thing, that, like, not wanting it, I was like, I really don't want to attach this game system to it. So I kept on trying not to, and it wouldn't let me. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I just found out today, you have to. So I was like, okay. Um, but anyway, that's that's a downside, depending on your opinion of social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it doesn't do anything to your Facebook page, just because it just helps you log in. Uh, it's really easy to set up. You just 
you plug it in, do that stuff, get the app on your phone, you can download games to it. Uh, there's two ways you can use it. Of course, you can use it with its own uh, internal hard drive and and downloading through your phone, or you can actually mm -hmm. plug it into a PC uh, if you want. And then, of course, if you plug it into the PC, the computer will, of course, provide much better graphics. Um, and that's not saying the graphics are bad. They actually look really good. Um, the, yeah. the second I put it on, you basically go into this menu, and it's like a... It reminds me of almost of like a prehistoric, uh, like me, like the restaurant mythos, but mm -hmm. prehistoric based. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of like rounded multi-level kind of stairs. And so especially your like living room and you look out over like a prehistoric looking world. There's no dinosaurs or anything, but, um, so I did that. I grabbed a couple games. I grabbed the star Wars one, which I've already talked about. Uh, I grabbed beat saber cause you have to, cause you know, like everyone plays beat saber. Uh, and I grabbed, uh, wander, which actually allows you to go on like tours of things. So you get to, I went to my old street in Pittsburgh and it uses Google maps, like the car that drove mm -hmm. around. And it, it's oh, nice. so crazy. That it looks like you're there. Like it's better than Google maps. Cause with that, like if you want to look at something, you have to kind of click around or whatever this, you just kind of turned your head. I went there. I went to, um, I went climbing in the mountains somewhere like Mongolia or something. Um, uh, did a bunch of stuff. Wander's really neat. Um, oh, I went to Epcot. And nice. I walked from, uh, well, whatever they're putting there, that one, the fountain, all the way, like, to Canada. And I went over to the steak place and stood in front of the door of the steak place looking sad. And then... Because you couldn't go in and get yeah, steak. Did that. Uh, it's very immersive. It's very cool. I did not get a headache. I didn't get dizzy. I got nothing along those lines. Nice. Um, now, is it is it only VR or does it do AR as well? Uh, AR meaning, so I guess it does do AR because when you first start it, it asks you to basically draw a border around yourself. So you're not like crashing into couches and shit. So what mm -hmm. it does is it actually turns on the cameras that is looking at everything. So you get like a black and white version of your room and you can actually okay. see stuff. And I'll be honest when I've, I, I, you've seen my house, obviously I turned it on between the pantry and the, the counter. And I had it on and I was kind of like so excited. That I forgot, I kind of forgot I was looking through it. And I walked all the way to like in between my couches with it on. And I was like, oh shit, I could have like killed myself if it was like, if there was a delay mm -hmm. uh, and there wasn't. <laughs> so it's like, it was exactly, it'd be like trying to walk around looking through your like cell phone camera. There was no delay. Nice. Um, so that was fine. It was, uh, it's very, as the big thing was, it was easy to set up. It's, there's a couple little games you can play to like, start off like there's a couple little things that you can play ping pong with it you can fly a little blimp like a with a remote control you can launch a little like pull string rocket um practice you can of course like shoot targets and stuff mm -hmm. uh easy enough for the seven-year-old that's never done it before to do it he put it on okay. he did the entire star wars thing um i'm sure he enjoyed that oh he thought it was cool but you know he's it's funny with with kids because like he started walking. I'm like, dude, no, stop walking. Like you're going to walk, you're going to fall down the stairs. Like get back here. <laughs> like, Cause when you do it, you don't walk to move. You use the joystick thing. Mm -hmm. um, and it's so immersive that like, after I did it, I went out to walk the dog and I was like standing there on my driveway. And I like, every time I tried to move, I kind of felt my thumb moving. Like I was trying to move with the joystick. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh, that's weird. Uh, so nice. if you are thinking about VR now, good. Uh, real quick, it, what's the battery life like? The battery life is actually the one weakness. 
It is. Mm. It's everything is better than the Oculus Quest One except for the battery life. Um, I believe it lasts about four to six hours, ish. Okay, but the the other thing they did, one of the ways they made it cheaper was they put a cloth. Uh, hold on, I've got it right here. They did a cloth uh, strap. Strap. Okay. Uh, whereas the other one had that kind of plastic sliding thing. Um, mm-hmm. and they cloth strap. It's, it works fine. It's comfortable. It's very comfortable because it's super light. It's like not mm-hmm. even a pound. Um, the, you can buy a plastic strap that of course is easier to put on and take off. Um, mm-hmm. and whatever. And that strap actually has a built in battery that is, okay. that is straight behind Like it probably sits on your like tailbone or whatever. It's not tailbone. The what's that called? <laughs> It sits way the hell down there. Yeah. No, it's the, the bone, like the behind your skull, whatever you know that one. That one, it sits there. Uh, your occipital bone. Yes, that one. Uh, and it kind of counterbalances the weight of the Oculus Quest. So, and apparently that raises the battery level quite a bit. But okay. I didn't want to buy both of the things at the same time because you know right. money. Now, how does it how does it compare to the regular Oculus? The non-Quest version. Uh, so it'd be the Oculus Rift, which is, um, this I believe is better, which is a good thing because the Rift is going away, I believe. Oh, is it? Yes. So I think this is, I think this is the flagship one right now. Okay. Are they planning on making one that's, that's, uh, for the PC or that's strictly PC? This one, this one is, as, it is as for the PC as it is for a standalone. That makes sense. Mm. It's, they... They designed it specifically knowing that some people are going to plug it into the PC. So okay. it's not a... Well, uh, but that to me, that seems like they wouldn't be taking advantage of the more powerful PC units that people would plug into. Well, it, the screens already... The screens right now are not doing... They will work perfectly fine with the PC. It would just... They're basically just... It would be worked using it like a monitor for a PC in a way. Right, but but you're also not using the processing power of a PC if it's if it's contained entirely on the Oculus. No, 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 like Quest. if as soon as you plug it into the the PC, it's not processing mm-hmm. on the Oculus anymore. I I understand, but what I'm saying is, if it's meant to be a standalone product that you don't have to use with the PC, the games that they're designing are not going to be designed to take advantage of the increased power of the PC. They're going to be designed to work with the standalone product so that you can use it either way. Uh, it is currently throttled. I'm not sure what the numbers I'm talking here because I don't have it up on the screen, but if you, it's currently working, I, I'm going to say like 50% or 50 what, mega whatever. And mm-hmm. you can actually open up the... Um, 1.21 gigawatts. Yeah, you could up the up the 90 level right now, and it's going to eventually get to that point. But I do believe any VR, any game made for VR on a computer mm-hmm. will run on it um, at the quality of the computer. Uh, you just will, you will get a dumbed down version of it on the, the system if you are not plugged in. See, I'm not... I'm not sure that I like that though, because it seems like it's encouraging developers to make games specifically for the standalone version and not the, not the higher, I mean, not the higher powered PC version. Well, the the games for this are fairly cheap. Um, You're fairly cheap. I am. 
nine bucks for the Star Wars game. Um, I think Beat Saber was twenty nine bucks, which was you know it's a pretty big game. Of course, that one also has the you know you can buy more songs. So, I don't know. It's it's fun. I like it. I like playing around with it. Um, looking forward to see what the, the developers come up with. There's a lot. I was going to say, I, I've been hesitant to buy VR because it still, to me, seems like a gimmick. I, just, I love, than- I just love getting into that world. Last but not least, something we've been looking forward to for three years or so. Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting by Netflix. Yes. It's finally out. Yeah. Congratulations, Joe. Yep. Way to give me five podcasts. Still love you, brother. Go ahead and tell people what it's all about. So Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting actually was released on October 15th of this year. It's directed by Rachel Talele. Yes. Rachel Talele. It's written by friend of the five, Joe Ballerini. Starring Tamara Smart, Una Lawrence, Tom Felton, a, a almost unrecognizable Tom Felton, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that he was Tom Felton until like the end. Troy, Leanne Johnson, India Moore, bunch of other people, and 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 several others. A babysitter embarks on a mission to save a child who's been abducted by monsters. So, Greg, tell me what you thought. Okay, so I saw we. Well, uh, let's be completely honest here. We, of course, have read the books. We're a fan. We have. And we're a friend. And we've said it a million times. So, you know, it's hard to review something that you know the person. Uh, You know, it just is. So when Mm -hmm. I I saw the first trailer, I was really excited. The one thing I was concerned about was the tone. Okay. Um, And particularly, like, the book has some really scary moments. Kids, you're know, reading it as a kid. Okay. Some scary moments. Um, the toadies I felt were supposed to be gross. I've seen, we've both seen the toy toady or the Muppet mm-hmm. toady that's, you know, looks, it looks a bit more dark crystal um, than what they ended up with in the show. So I was a little yeah. concerned. They went, they went a little bit softer with the toady. Yeah. Now, as I watched it, um, I've watched it twice. I watched it because honestly, when it first came out, because I was really excited. But also because I didn't really want to deal with, I'm going to let my kid and her and his friend watch it. I don't want to deal with the getting woken up at three in the morning because there's a monster in my closet. You know, that kind of thing. Right. Right. So um, I enjoyed it both times. You know, I watched it the first time. And then I was like, okay, I'll let him watch it with his friend. And then I watched it again because I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think based on what they were doing... I think the idea to soften some of the horror was a good idea. Um, I, I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah, because it it got right to that edge of kind of being, oh, well, this could be scary, and then it reeled it back, and we'll talk about that later. So, what did you what did you think? I I I do have a bone to pick with Joe. Oh, but. The the movie was was pretty good. I I did enjoy it. Like like you said, they they didn't go over the top. They they had some of the horror horror elements without it being too scary. This is this is one hundred percent a movie you can watch with your kids. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for for family friendly horror on the level of 
maybe Hocus Pocus, okay. maybe a little below. I just watched Ca- the Casper movie. It's very close to that. Like, okay, personality wise, fair enough. Yeah, it. The but I would say it's, it's sad as shit, but I would say as far as the scare level, though, it's probably just a just underneath Hocus Pocus. <clears throat> um, but it's it's really enjoyable. the the actor The actors, the girl that they got to play Kelly, is really good. Tamara Smart, mm-hmm. she's really good. Uh, I liked Tom her, Felton, actually liked her better in this than I did in. She was just in uh, Artemis Fowl too. Oh, that's right. I liked her. I liked her better in this. Yeah, it, it was definitely better. Why I like this better than I liked Artemis Fowl. So that's probably why. Strangely enough, though, I thought some of the some of the worst acting came from Tom Felton. And chewing up scenery. And I, what's that? Chewing up scenery at times. I yeah I. I, I noticed it. It was, and maybe that was just what he was supposed to do, that it was kind of like over the top. And he, I mean, he did a lot of, a lot of, you know, this, like the whole time. And I'm mm-hmm. like, do you have nothing else? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come on. Like he did a lot of motioning and fanning of his fingers. And it, it looked like he was trying to do his own version of Captain Jack Sparrow. Mm-hmm. With, with the mannerisms, but instead of having like different mannerisms that Captain Jack does, it was all just kind of fingers, just waving fingers. I was like, mm. so it, oddly enough, Tom Felton was probably my least favorite, but the, the actors, I, I, other than that, I mean, I thought they were all good. Um, uh, LaRue. Yeah. Liz LaRue. Uh, what was her for Liz LaRue? Her, her wig was kind of bad. It was. That's Una Lawrence. <clears throat> yeah she uh her she is uh she was one of the matildas on broadway um so she's a she's a very good stage actress mm-hmm. um and i thought she was great it was mm-hmm. just i kept staring at her friggin' wig <laughs> it's like who put who put that on her it doesn't look like that fit it was almost like they got a wig that was a size too small and we're just like f it just put it on we'll be all right yeah I noticed, I noticed that as well. And then I, when I looked her up, I'm like, wait, she has brown hair. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a couple things there. So you were talking about Tom Felton. Now here's where some of the, the scare thing came in. So like you're watching it and it opens up on sort of a, kind of a flashback scare thing. Yeah. To, like a monsters Inc. kind of situation where of course the creepy stuff is in the room and girl looking around that kind of stuff. And the closet door creaks open and this hand starts coming out and you, and the fingers kind of touch the door and they like start elongating, getting long, creepy. And that's what I'm like, oh, shit, this is going to be too scary for my kid. And then Tom Felton appears and he's like, you know, basically Beetlejuice, <laughs> like not really, yeah. not really, but it's like showtime, you know, like he's just kind of there. Uh, it's not really Beetlejuice-esque, but you know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, oh, he's over the top. Okay. So at that point, I was not really overly concerned anymore. Um, and by the way, my kid loved it. I asked him afterwards. I'm like, what do you think? He's like, I love that. I'm like, what's your favorite part? He's like, uh, and usually I'm worried when he does that. And I'm like, okay. I just said I loved it to please you, Dad. Yeah, pretty much. And I'll be like, what's your favorite part? And he'll be like, uh, everything. I'm like, okay. But he actually uh, very much liked the gadgets. He thought the gadgets were cool. And like the, oh, okay. And the idea of like a, a team of babysitters he likes that kind of stuff um yeah there's got for the people that have not seen it there's like a james bond type gadget situation which i any movie 
can have that and I'll be fine. Like, you know, stick in there. Every movie needs at least one gadget reveal, like a pen that explodes when you click it or or a, I don't know, a ketchup bottle that launches human urine at people. I don't know. <laughs> maybe not the best gadget. Who knows? No, nah. maybe not. Okay. Well, either way, put that in every movie and I'll be happy. Um, so it's this group of babysitters since I don't know how much we talked about it. They, they protect kids from monsters. Uh, mm-hmm. they've, you know, it's one of those things that's gone back eons, decades. Um, and they realize, or they, they get involved with this one babysitter who's babysitting for her mom's boss's kid. That is, uh, that whose kid got taken basically. And right. basically leads to these, this adventure, um, where they have to fight the big bad, who's the Grand Guignol. Grand Guignol. And they also, of course, have a little bit of a run-in with a crazy cat lady, which was kind of a fun sequence. Yeah, that was. Um, that was not at all what I pictured the crazy cat lady like, though, from what I was from when I was reading it. That is true, yeah. There's actually a, quite a few of those in this, um, based on, like, I always, I was probably didn't read the descriptions well enough. Um, have you ever seen... Uh, uh, Rise of the Guardians. Yes. You know, the one like big kind of bully girl in it. It's like friends with the main kids, but like everyone's kind of scared of her. Not on uh, okay. It's been a while. There's like, there's one girl who's like, she almost looks like an older version of the, the, the girl from uh, uh, Finding Nemo. And, mm-hmm. But like, that's kind of, I always kind of pick, pictured Liz when I was reading it. I was probably wrong, but like I didn't, some of the characters definitely didn't look the way I expected. Right. Right. And, and I could be wrong. I could be mixing up the books, but there were a couple of big characters that I, I think they either omitted or maybe they're just not until later, later in the season. I was wondering that too. The brother. Because I, I thought that Mama V had a role in the first book. I thought that she was actually in the first book. That I'm not sure. I, I did think, I know they and, mentioned the brother in this book in this movie, and, but I thought he was somehow in the book or yeah. And the, the hobgoblin with the van. Yes. Was they mentioned him, but in the movie, but they, they mentioned him, but wasn't he actually in yes. the book? Like, didn't he drive them someplace? Yes. So there's the uh, okay. Wugnot would be the, the yes. hobgoblin from the book. I'm guessing that's a budgetary constraint. Very likely, but, and it may also be something that they introduce in the next movie. Yeah. So, I mean, it, fair enough. It was just, I, I just wasn't sure when I saw the movie, I was like, weren't they weren't they in the first book i'm not I, and i wasn't sure so it's like when they first get to the thing they're like if you tell anybody about this or something we'll have a hobgoblin rip your arms off or, i'll feed you yeah, to the hobgoblin yeah and hobgoblin and i my was, favorite character honestly i was looking forward to seeing the hobgoblin True. and i was kind of disappointed when he didn't show up yeah uh jimmy of course will review this when he comes on next time he's we didn't really mention this obviously but you could probably figure it out jimmy's not actually here tonight he's doing cool stuff um, but he did mention that today is actually Susie's birthday. So yes, happy birthday, yes. Susie. He did actually mention, uh, this is a good introduction to horror, which we did as well. And I, th- I do think so. Like I'm, I was running out of good Halloween movies to show my kid. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, we did Casper, we did Ad- the Adams family animated. We've done a bunch of stuff. Focus, focus. Uh, that one terrifies him. Really? Yeah. What, well, we—I uh, I tried to watch it two years ago with him, so I've still never—I've uh, still never seen the whole thing. As soon as someone really? got turned into something else, they got scared. So he was five at the time. 
but I've never seen the whole thing either. Uh, maybe give him another shot this year. Yeah. Um, I did see, I did see Haunted Mansion showed up on Disney plus. So that's going to have to happen. Ooh. Um, but definitely a great way to, to get your kids in the Halloween, the Halloween spirit. Um, right. Perfect timing. was really excited to see it. I will, you know, we're, we, the, the plan was to watch it with him and a bunch of his friend. Well, his one friend, it's like his quarantine buddy. Um, and it didn't quite happen because mm-hmm. it was his quarantine buddy's birthday, actually. Aww. So we had a, that's where we, the birthday party we went to. But um, we were still, we, you know, even though I asked him, I'm like, hey, do you want to watch it again? And he's like, yeah, definitely. So we're going to do a pizza party and watch it again. So there's three watches on my, of that on my uh, Netflix account. So rock on. Nice. Nice. Does that close us out? I think I think that'll close us out for our side A episode. Nice. I'm going to let you handle the um, contact information so that I can cough a lot. All right. Why don't Why don't you go cough and I'll talk to the people? Okay. So, guys, if you want to reach out and talk to us, tell us what you think. If there's anything that you want us to review, or just if you want to talk to us, you can find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Give Me Five Pod, or you can email us directly, Give Me Five Podcast at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can also go directly to our website. That's right. We have our very own website, Give Me Five Podcast.com. Please, guys, whatever whatever app you're using to listen to us, if you got a second, leave us a review. Uh, on whatever podcast app you're using, it helps us stand out. It helps other people find us. It puts us it puts us higher on the list, so it gets recommended to other people, and it and it and it helps us out. We re- we would really appreciate it. And if you happen to be looking for any of that sweet Give Me Five podcast merchandise, you can also go to our store at Give Me Five Podcast dot and you can find all your Give Me Five podcast branded merchandise there. And thanks for listening. And I don't know, Jimmy, like it's weird to end this without Jimmy doing his thing. I know. Uh, good uh, morning. What is it? Good morning. Good afternoon. And good afternoon, and watch out for vampires. There we go. long so i'm gonna try to edit that a little well you can take out like 10 minutes of you coughing and drinking so true